Hi, cousin. <laughs> Hi, cousin. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Fur- Full Circle with Jen and Leslie. I am Leslie. And I'm Jen. And, and we are saying that because we're also uh, filming our very first YouTube. Well, not very first, but like... With better audio. With better audio. So... Right. Hence. Hi. Hi. How was your week? My week was pretty good. It was pretty, pretty much of the same. Yeah. You know, same shit, different day. Yep. But that's good, right? Like, no news is good news. Yeah. I think. I agree. Usually. I, mine was pretty uneventful, and that is awesome. Yeah. I think I, I, it was pretty, it's pretty chill. There was a Valentine's list last week. Oh, it was Valentine's. Oh, so what did you do for Valentine's Day? Um, so my daughter has been my Valentine's like her whole life. I always get my kids something special for Valentine's. Oh, so that's sweet. I asked her to be my Valentine and me and, um, her dad actually took her out to dinner. I think that's very cool. That's very, very cool that you guys. Thank you. I think she will appreciate that. You know? I, yeah, I do it for her. Yeah. Well, well yeah. He, he does it too. Well, her. yeah, yeah. You guys do it. You're not doing we, it for each other. That's for sure. That's for Dave. Yeah, yeah, it's just for her. And um, my son, he told me this is the first year I've had a a girlfriend or a Valentine. He said the first year I've had a Valentine and his first girlfriend. But he had dinner with her. Got her some. I got her some flowers. Really pretty double bloom lilies. I have to show you a picture of them. They're beautiful. I've never seen them before. Hopefully, she appreciated it. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Her name is Lily, so I thought it was appropriate. Oh, that's really sweet. That's really sweet. So um, he had a good time with her. They hung out, had dinner and stuff. So that was cool. What about you? Um, We don't typically do anything for Valentine's Day because we don't like, um, it's too crowded, you know? So we don't usually do anything, but this year we especially didn't do anything. (laughs) Like, in the morning, funny story. In the morning, I told him like hey you know happy valentine's day but i guess if he wasn't fully awake or he didn't understand what i said he thought i said he likes plantains like mm-hmm. remember he he made them the last time you banana, were here um banana machos no they're called platanos yeah platano machos yes big sure. ones. Big, big but banana. he calls them plantains <laughs> so i said happy valentine's day and this fool thought i said like plantains or something and he was like oh yeah 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 like yeah can you make me some can you make me some and i was like what the fuck (laughs) like he didn't even say happy valentine's back or anything and i was like rude so then i you know i made him (laughs) you're like what kind of answer is that yeah yeah can you make me some and then i had got him like a little (laughs) box of chocolate covered almonds from aldi's (laughs) yeah and then i was like here look for this i got this for valentine's day and he was like, I don't like that shit. <laughs> and I'm laughing because he, he's not he's not rude. He's not like a no. rude person. He literally does not like chocolate covered almonds. So I have no idea why the fuck I bought him that. Because even my daughter, she was with me when I got him. And she was like, dad doesn't like those. And I was like, yeah, I think he does. She's like, I don't think so. Are you sure you didn't just buy them so he could say I don't want them? So you can be like, okay, you get more for me? I did eat all of them. <laughs> so yes. But then, he, but then it finally clicked and he was like, oh shit, is Valentine's Day? Oh my goodness. And I was like, sir, yes. And you know, like, whatever. I mean, I don't care. But like, it was a, it was a really, really funny morning. That's so funny. 
Yeah. It, uh, not funny. Like, a lot of people probably don't think it's funny. They're like, damn, what an asshole. <laughs> but, well, you know. They don't know him. They don't know He's him. He's not like that at all. He's no, actually no. pretty chill. That's funny. Yeah, it was a, it was a funny <laughs> little story. <laughs> but my daddy took me for Valentine's Day because oh. I've always been his Valentine's. Really? And then I had to make sure that everybody in the um, restaurant, because we went for lunch, uh-huh. I wanted to make sure everybody knew that this was my father and it wasn't some weird situation. situation. I was like, oh, you know, to the waitress, like, oh, you know, my dad. I just kept saying, my dad, my dad. He kept saying, not my daddy. <laughs> my father. Um, dad, do you, yeah. would you like something to drink, dad? Yeah, yeah, I was. How do you to, like your food, dad? Everybody, dad. <laughs> exactly. I had to make, it, make, it, make that real obvious. Crystal. <laughs> that would have been awkward. That's funny. Yeah. Um... So to tie in Valentine's Day, I actually brought up the topic of what our show will be about today with um, my with my kid's dad. Um, he kind of shared something with me. I kind of started saying the four agreements to him, and um, I told him how it was, this book was like a really easy read, um, but still very profound and. Yeah, I think um, very, very profound. I mean, how are you doing in it, by the way? I'm I'm through the first agreement. So there's like there's four agreements, right? So there's four chapters. But prior to that, there's like an introduction. And the introduction is probably the length of two of the chapters. Right. So and just for reference, and I know on, on audio you can't see it, but on video, this is the thickness of the book. It's not. How know. many pages? And the print is pretty good, yeah. Big, uh, pretty yeah. big. Uh, 140. I says. mean, 140 pages. It's a very, and it's. Oh, yeah, and that's just including other things in there. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's easy to understand. Mm. It's like simplified. Yes. For, for everybody. So everybody can, whether you're a scholar or you're, you know, a regular Joe Schmo, um, it, it's written so that you can understand, anybody can understand it and really take the message, understand the message. Right? I think. I mean, because I'm not a scholar. But I do enjoy reading. Right. Well, you don't have to be. That's the thing. No, and that's book. the thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think when I first got this book, my dad had given it to me. My dad had read a lot of books. I think I get his mom, my love of reading from him a little because I, I mean, my, my house growing up was always filled with books. Um, and so I would just go and grab a couple of the books he read. And this was one of them he actually gave me when I was in my 30s. And I was like, wow, that's pretty, pretty intense. And I forgot about it. I forgot about it for a little while, and then I saw it again. I went to, like, where did I, where did I get this? Uh, five Below? Five Below, yeah. So right in my price range. Right. <laughs> my kind of my kind of book. I like that story. I like yeah, that story. Yeah, me too. And I, I, I honestly I got it, and I was like, I should get me one, but I thought of you, and I was like, I'm going to get her this book. So I thought that was cool. And I had seen it before because I actually used to work at a bookstore, and this book was... Um, my the manager of the bookstore she always had this book like um as one of the front facing 
books you yeah. know what i mean you know yeah, sometimes like, they like on display mm-hmm. um and that was always one of them and i always wanted to read it i just never never did yeah so i really appreciate you giving it to me and i think this is something that you're welcome it can resonate with you as like a teenager mm-hmm. when you're in your early 20s and going through college and all that stuff and then in your 30s when you're maybe married in your 40s maybe when you're getting divorced <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, yeah. it can resonate Absolutely. with with so with all walks of life i i think i agree i agree so it's called- and i'm not even done <laughs> so just the first two chap the first two yeah. agreements that i've gone through um i i can say that in the introduction itself what did you say about it earlier the introduction itself was so impactful um the way he explains He's kind of setting you up to, for you to understand what he's talking about in these agreements. So, yeah. It's very relatable, would you say? Mm-hmm. And the cover, just so we can um, say, it's a practical guide to personal freedom. It's a self-help book, of course. And it's based on Toltec wisdom, which is, you know, ancient wisdom. Ancient. Um, and who's um, who, who's the author? The author is by Don uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and ahead. sorry, just one more no, thing. Yeah, the, this book, it's it's not a new book. What's the copyright? No, I mean, not the, the copyright, but the original. The print date? Not the print date, because this one might be like a newer one, but I think it says. Well, when did it first get published? Yeah, yeah, there um, you go. Can you tell? Did right. it say 1997? Give me one sec. Go ahead. Carry on. Um, can you open your notes? Oh, we, yeah. We we planned out some... Sorry. No, you're good. Wait, hold on. I don't know my password. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't recognize my face for some reason sometimes. Okay. Those are some of the notes that I had. Okay. I'm going to look for the... When it was first published. It says copyright 1997. I don't know what that means. I feel like... To me, I'm like, 1997 is not that long ago, but I guess it technically is. It's like 30 years ago, almost. I know, it's not It's not three years ago, guys. But I'm like, but that was, Why that was yesterday. Stuck? What the heck? Why does it feel like the, like the 80s or 20 years ago? No. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like it. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree with the way this time is going. I was at work, and I was like talking about this guy who was born in 1980, and I was like, is he here with his parents? Or something like that. I remember seeing something to that effect. And the girl I worked with was like, three of the girls, okay, not just one girl. Three girls pointed it out to me. He's like 40. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. What he's, the what? heck? How can that be? I was like, oh my God, he is. Holy shit. But I'm still in my 20s, so how can I be born in 81, but still be in my 20s? I don't get mentally, it. mentally, I am not 44. Mentally, I'm like 27, 28. Maybe in my 30s, 32. I guess it was 1997. We'll go with that. The wisdom is ancient. Toltecs were, I can't look it up, but it's, oh man, a Mesoamerican, you know, group of people. I think they're before the Aztecs and Mayans. um, They were the oldest, if I'm not mistaken. Come on, I took Chicano studies for like a year. You would think I would know this, but oh, okay. um, they were like the—I want to say the original peoples. So this wisdom has been passed down since then, and it's 
kind of funny how that saying goes, you know, as much as things change, nothing, uh, everything stays the same. What's the, how does that say? Am what? I saying it right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Everything. The more things change, the more things stay the same. Oh, okay. There we go. I knew I'd figure it out. Um, Just takes my brain a second. Give us a sec, guys. We're getting, I'm, you'd think we would have prepared, but we did prepare, but. I don't know what we are going to talk about this. I want to have, like, some sort of reference. We can always edit this part out. Yeah. But it's also kind of funny. Okay, brief history. Um, of what? The Toltecs. Oh. But no. And I don't have my phone on me, so I can't look it up. So. Okay, but anywho. So, yeah. So, that's, that's where um, the author, Don Miguel Ruiz pulled his inspiration for this um for this book right That's, yes yeah toltec empire the toltec empire um was a political entity in pre-hispanic mexico um let's so see. pre-hispanic meaning pre pre-spanish pre-spanish um yeah Let's see. You can see traits into the Maya sphere. Don't matter. Oh my gosh, that doesn't say anything to me. Maya sphere of dominance during the late classical and post-classical periods. <laughs> okay. Well. Anyway. Do your research, people. Yeah. Toltecs. T O L T E C. There. Boom. Go. Yes. Discuss. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, this um this book. So you, we wanted to talk about the last. Show last episode was about toxic traits, right? Uh, toxic friendships, toxic, toxic friendships, toxic friendships, toxic relationships, things that people do to us. Um, if we were to apply, I think some of the wisdoms out of this book, I think we would all be better for it. The world would definitely be a better place. I agree. Mm-hmm. And so, the first one, um, the first agreement. Is be impeccable with your word. It's this this marker. Oh, thank you. The first agreement. I did that. Hey, thank you, Liz. I helped. I like your little clippy. It's cute. Mm-hmm. It's handy. I got it at a baby shower. It works. Of all things. <laughs> That's cute. I would have never thought to do that. Um, the first agreement. Be impeccable with your word. Now, in plain language, what does that mean to you? Like, know what the fuck you're saying <laughs> before you speak, I think. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. be mindful of what you're saying. Um, mean what you say. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Yeah. I think. Um, how many people? Yeah. And I would agree. I'd say when I say, think of it being impeccable with your word, to me, being impeccable means being pristine and precise and clean and no mess ups and like absolute perfection, right? And honestly, that is like who can do that? Who can be perfect all the time? Not one person here, right? Um, so it's for me to be impeccable with my word would take work, and I can understand why a lot of people don't do it. Because how many people you know that just talk from the you know shoot from the hip and yeah, fly mm-hmm. off at the handle? That emotions talk for them, yeah, or shoot first, right? Ask and questions I think later as humans. 
that's one of our flaws, right? Is like, our, sometimes we let our emotions steer us as opposed to our reason. Reason, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. So his definition of it um, is, it says in the book, and I'm quoting, it sounds very simple, but it is very, very powerful. Why your word? Your word is the power that you have to create. Your word is the gift that comes directly from God. And honestly, I have to say that words carry so much weight and there's so much power in a word. A word can build you up and a word can break you down. And honestly, everybody is held liable and held responsible and accountable to the things that come out of our mouths. Right? Would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And just before we move on Mm -hmm. or get deeper into it, I just want to say this isn't a... This is a this is a spiritual book. Yes. If, uh, right. If it this, that's how I'm reading it. It's a spiritual book. It's not. He does mention like God, um, but it's not like a preachy. Um, I wouldn't consider it like a Christian book. But it does talk about it the does, Bible. It does talk about the Bible, mm-hmm. but that's not all it talks about. Right. And I want. So I don't want. The, I don't want that to deter somebody from picking it up if they're more spiritual and not like I think anybody can read this yes would you say a Christian could read this yeah a Christian absolutely could read this but also uh, I think an atheist could also um, read this and take what he's saying I agree and agree with what he's saying because it's so it's so um, it touches it can it it can apply to everybody yeah it doesn't matter what and he doesn't promote one religion over another that's that's what I'm getting at okay yeah Guys, also, if you hear weird noises in the back, we have noisy, noisy, noisy neighbors today, <laughs> and they are just having a good time. It's a, it's a Saturday, and we don't want to tell them anything. It's a barbershop. Yeah. And so We yeah. can't. Do you hear? That's all it is. And then there's traffic, but you know, it is what it is. So just putting that out there. But I just wanted to say that um, before we delve more into it. Yes. Um. So being being impeccable with your word, and I said that you know words can build up and break down. So can you think of an instance where um, someone t- gave you said something to you that just made you feel so good? I mean, anybody. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to that made me feel good. Yes. I mean, or that built you up. Um, well, when I was going to college a long time ago, I had an English teacher that uh, gave me a good grade on an essay. It was like a midterm essay, and he, you know, they write notes or whatever on there. And he said, he I, he said some, you know, some nice things, and then he said one of the best in the class. Oh, and that that made me. I saved that paper, too. Wow. Yeah, it made me feel really good because I, you know, wasn't, I still don't know if school's for me. And um, so to, like, have a, and he was hard, man. He was, like, really thought-provoking and, and, 
um, very good teacher. Um, and I didn't really know, I hadn't been to school in a long time because I didn't go to college immediately after high school. So it had been at least maybe 10 years. And then I went, so I was like really behind with like, what even is the layout of an essay? You know, I was like from scratch. Um, so by the end of the semester, when I took that or that midterm or whatever, it felt good. Yeah. Awesome. That was nice. That's great. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> I think for me, I want to say, um, I think I want. I, I can't think of like one instance, but I'll, I will say that my kids telling me that they love me is probably the music to my ears. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying what yours is. No, no, no. I know. Uh, no, no, no. You were thinking. I mean, I. Uh, how generic is that? No, it, that's not. That's. You know what? It's sad, but some people don't hear that from their kids, or don't say that to their kids, or don't that hear it often, from other people, or don't hear it from often. other people. Which, in my case, I want to say I don't hear it too often from other people. And and honestly, um, I grew up with a lot of trauma with my mom. Obviously, uh, my dad did tell me he loved me all the time. I didn't hear that from my mom. Yeah, I think I didn't hear that she loved me till I in my forties. Wow. Yeah, that's that's difficult too. Um, and then I didn't believe her. No, I mean, just kidding. No, well, no, I'm just kidding. I it, mean, but it would felt it felt mm, ingenuine or uh, skeptical. Anything, I would feel skeptical. I, I felt skeptical about it. I just said, "Oh, okay." Like it just sounds like something you're trying to say to get off the phone. Okay, bye. Right. And then that sounds so cold, but it's the truth. But to hear, but you know, when you hear it from your kids, that it they mean it. I want to tell you a story which you're probably going to think is crazy. And it sounds crazy, and I understand that it sounds crazy. But my son, when he was three months old, I had him laying on my chest. I was trying to put him to sleep because, you know, babies. And he made the sound, or at least it sounded like he told me, I love you, Mama. Mm, like in his little gurgles, like, or whatever, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but it's, it sounded like he It said, sounded plain as day, I love you, Mama. Oh. Three months old, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. it, so, it shocked me. And I was like, oh, I love you too. And I, I think, just hugged him. And you know how babies do that little kicky thing? Oh, yeah. They get all excited. Yeah, that's what he did. He, he, he knew that you needed to hear that at that moment. That was, yeah, that was amazing. That, that was amazing. That is crazy. Yeah. But not like crazy like, And don't get know? me wrong. I mean, he's never said, he didn't say anything else until like a year later. Right, right, right. You know, or when he was like a year old, he would make little like words. Mama, yeah, yeah, mama, mama, dada, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, I don't remember how old he was when he started talking, but those words came out of his a three month old baby, and that was crazy to me. Aww. And I still hear him, like in my mind's yeah, eye yeah, it's, memory. It's, it's in the file there, mm-hmm. embedded in there. And no one else was around, so it's not like I could have proof of it. <laughs> but I promise you, I know I'm crazy, but I'm not that. Crazy. No, no, no. I, I. I I believe I believe you. And who knows? Maybe he, babies mimic sounds, and maybe that's what he mimicked because he heard someone else say, "I don't know, I don't know." But that was very crazy to me, and that very beautiful thing, very beautiful moment. Um. So now I'm gonna go to the flip side of that. Oh shit. Uh, what, what is something someone has um, said in their detriment, in your detriment, to kind of put you down that stuck with you? Oh, gosh. A lot of things, I guess. Um, I remember 
when I was younger, and I might have, I feel like I may, may have mentioned this on one of our other podcasts, but when I was, I think it was second grade, first, first or second grade, second grade, maybe third, I yeah. don't know, elementary school. You were little. And it was little. And I had this best friend, and we were auditioning for a talent show at our school, and we were like making up a dance, and in one of our little rehearsals, she, you know, pulled me aside, and she was like, can I tell you something? I was like, yeah, yeah, what? And she went and we kind of hid in the corner. And she's like, it's a secret. Like, don't tell anybody. I was like, okay. And she was like, you know, when we're dancing, can you like suck in your stomach? Because you you look kind of fat. <laughs> and she was kind of fat, <laughs> like herself. You know what I mean? Not fat. She was, you know, what, we what, were little kids. What a little bitch. I know. And so, but but that stuck with me. And that was the first time I ever thought of my body thought of my body you know in like any in any negative way i never thought of it in a positive i just think yeah i was a kid i didn't didn't think about it didn't think about it and then ever since then i was like oh suck it in suck it in suck it in oh my god that's awful yeah sorry it's okay i'm over it (laughs) fucking remember like it was yesterday (laughs) it's funny how those things stick with you though yeah what about you? I mean, and okay, <laughs> yours is going to be rough. I know it. Mine? I can feel it. I can, I know. I don't want to say it because I've had a lot. Yeah. I mean. I don't know that I want to, I can pinpoint the one thing that has um, really stuck with me. This, right. Unfortunately, I've had a lot. And from people, the one thing I will say about what has been said negatively towards me, I won't pinpoint one thing. I will say that the ones that um, hurt the most have come from people that I thought loved me the most. Hmm. That was, they they hurt. Well, yeah, because those are the people that that are supposed to love you, right? That are supposed to, you, yeah. So the people who are supposed to take care of you, who you're supposed to trust, who you confide everything to, whether that's like your parents, your your family, your partner, when they say things, even if they don't mean it, that I think that that hurts the most. Yeah, I think because they are the place that you're supposed to feel the safest with. And then ever and then mm-hmm. anytime after that, anything they say that isn't negative you're kind of questioning well you're skeptical yeah you're skeptical because they and that goes back to saying like be mindful of what you're saying choose your words because you don't know how that other person is going to receive them when you say something you're putting it out there Mm. and you can't take that back can't take it back it's done and you can apologize for it. You can try to explain yourself, you know, but it's already out there. And that person already received that message. Mm. And so if you're lying about that, you're saying, oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Well, what happens when you say something loving? They're going to question that, too. Well, you do you mean that? Mm. I don't know. I agree. I will say that this I think that prayer um, is a very powerful thing. And I want to say that words, even though we say them out loud, even the words we say in our heads and in our hearts are very powerful things also. 
So like the whole uh, like manifesting, right? Even in the Christian faith, if you pray and you believe, which is a way of a fancy way of saying manifesting, um, and it carries weight. So you have to be mindful of the things that you're putting out there, including we can't control our thoughts. Right? Thoughts come and they come, and there's things such as invasive thoughts. But it's that one thing that we keep telling ourselves or keep focusing on or keep repeating that will eventually come our way. So if we're constantly telling ourselves we're not worthy of certain things, like worthy of love or worthy of this or worthy of that, or not, I'm never going to get a good car. I'm never going to, well, of course, you're never going to get a good car. You keep putting it out there. Yeah. You keep telling somebody uh, how much you don't like them and nitpicking everything that they do. Well, eventually that person is just realizing that you just do not like them. And then you're going to end up uh, in a worse situation um, of your own doing because of what you have done and said. So I think um, I'm going to read this little excerpt mm-hmm. here I found. Um, and this is out of the book, too. What other animal on the planet can speak? The word is the most powerful tool you have as a human. It is the tool of magic, but like a sword with two edges. Your word can create the most beautiful dream, or your word can destroy everything around you. Yeah. Um, so That's why it's the most important, and he said the, the hardest to do. Right. Mm, yes, that's he, what he said. That's what he said. He said it's the most simple and yet the hardest one to to continue to do for yourself. To quote again, uh, you might have already read this first one. The first agreement is the most important one and also the most difficult one to honor. Yeah, and it, and it truly is. It's truly like um, because we're human, mm-hmm. and we can't beat ourselves up about it you know like we've all done something said something that Mm. that we do that we do regret like actually regret like damn we can't dwell on it all you can do is do better try to do better next time all we can do yeah and at the end of the day who do we really have control over do we have control over other people no 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 unfortunately (laughs) no I don't think I'd want that responsibility no, 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 yeah. either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a good thing I'm not God because. <laughs> no. <Ooh>, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Exactly right. And I think we touch us, touched on this too, the last episode where we can, we can't control what others do to us or say to us. We can only control how we react yeah. to that. Absolutely. And it's not easy to control that either. I mean, it takes, discipline discipline mm. and it takes therapy sometimes and mm. it you know it takes a lot of a lot of work a lot of work goes into knowing how to react to difficult words and happy words like like you said with your mom who said she loved you yeah you didn't know how to receive that no so you know even positive positive words can cause conflict you know yeah which is weird right I mean, it's it sounds it sounds weird because you can, with her words, she has done quite a bit. She had done quite a bit of damage, and so when it was a positive word, I have I had a hard time then, and I still sometimes still do have a hard time believing that. Why do you think that the 
the negative stuff is so easy to take, but the positives are not. Because I understand, like, why my weight is a little difficult for me and the relationship I have with my mom. But with other people, too, I want to say, like, I want to say it's easier for me to believe the, the bad shit over the good shit. Because we believe the bad shit, I think. It's easier to believe the bad stuff because maybe we already have that... Um, what's it called uh complex or whatever but it's funny when you ask me about the positive thing like oh something positive i it was scratching my head like i mean i had to go deep like you know deep into the files to to find something and and yes my kids say they love me too I know. you know yes um but that wasn't the first thing that came to me mm-hmm. um I, all i kept thinking was like damn it's you hard. Almost, you have to almost have to dig. Yeah, you have, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I had to, I had to dig because, and it's not necessarily because maybe I don't think it's because people haven't said nice things to me. I think it's because I didn't believe. So, you know, that's a key point right there. That's a key point right there because I want to say I did go with the easy one, right? I went with oh my kids, they love me, and because you believe it, because I believe it. Yeah. So and that is even in the book. Oh. in this chapter oh. and so part of what he says is um, let's see here we okay so to quote the book again it says we cast spells all the time with our opinions so um, we have made up opinions of ourselves so if somebody has pointed out a flaw in us and we believe it and we're hurt by it it's because we've already decided said that to ourselves in our head like okay if i wear something like a a dress that is um i happen to like it but i'm not sure how other people are going to perceive it or whatever and i'll be like oh man i I look kind of big in this you know this dress maybe it's too tight for me and then someone walks by and says oh she's too big for that dress well i'm like fuck you know like fuck you but offended and really like hurt by it because i had already decided that does that make sense? Or, right, because you already you already believed that. And to take it deeper, if people if I don't believe I'm lovable, you know, yeah, I've already decided that. And so when people tell me that they love me, I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, right, okay. They're just they're yeah. just saying it. Sure, you do, yeah, because they want something want or because yeah, they're trying to, um, yeah, they're just they're pretending. And it says here. Um, that we believe these opinions and we lived in fear over these opinions, like not being good at something. Um, and he doesn't say something, he gets into specifics, but we've already decided in our own heads what what our agreements with. And that's what uh, an agreement would be is I've decided I'm not lovable by my mom. So when she tells me I'm, that she loves me, I'm like, hmm, yeah, right. See what I mean? Yeah. Or that, um, or, you know, maybe some, like, like that little girl who said that thing to you. But she had, you had already kind of decided that she was a little chunky, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> she was a little chunky. And so you were like, wait, why is she telling me that she should be telling herself that? Not and then me. I was like, if, if she thinks I'm big, if she thinks I'm bigger than her. I must be really I big. I must be really big. That's kind of where my little eight-year-old brain went. Oh, I think everybody's brain would have went there. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
but I'm a little bitch. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and I know I'm not mad at this no. girl or anything, no. you know, but it did. Kids can be fucking mean. Though. Kids can be fucking mean. And but that's why I think it is important for us as parents to like promote body positivity with our kids. And, it, you know, it's just like we'll, we have to weave it into our it's not easy. It is very, very difficult. So do you think this is that kind of that, that triggered a memory, right, of you and someone thinks someone had told you, do you think that you promoted um, body positivity with your kids when they were little? Maybe more so because that experience happened to you? I hope so. Um, I hope so, but also the outside influence is so much, has so much pull than what we say. You yeah. know, all kids, they don't listen to their parents. You know what I mean? Mom and mom, yeah, of course, mom says I'm beautiful. Of course, mom says, you know, this and that because they love me and, you know, but it's what other people say that matters at that at those times. I agree with you because I tell my son he's handsome and he's like, you're my mom. Of course you say that. I don't have to say anything, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> if you were ugly, I would. No. I probably wouldn't even mention it. Yeah. I just wouldn't bring it up, you know. <laughs> no, but yeah, but, it's, but it's what other I people. Am, I think I I think I think I've always understood that words carry a lot of weight to them because of um, how much they affected me. So I always, I don't, I think I white lie as much as everybody else, but I try not to lie. I feel like I'm a very honest person, almost too honest sometimes. You know, I'm a liar, <laughs> a white liar. Like well, not my like I'm white, but like oh, I tell a lot of white, not a lot, but I tell white lies. I tell white lies too, everybody. everybody I'm and I'm saying like. When I call the bill collector or <laughs> when I answer the phone, I'm like, no, this is not Leslie. How many times has a girl got to get COVID to get out of paying a bill? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like certain certain little things like I'm just. Not uh, me, just people I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Not me. But. I know. I, I know. I agree with you. But to my son, I did not. I don't, you know, he's a handsome kid. And I told him that. And he's like, well, of course you have to tell me that. You're my mom. But when other people say it, oh, he comes home on cloud nine, you know, oh, they, you know, they told me I'm handsome. They told me I'm this, and then, and then, and then. Like, you know, he's feeling himself and it's kind of cute to see, Yeah, you know, but it's, um, I'll, I'll give another example of my other child, my daughter coming home. My daughter has a very distinct type of style. And I think a lot of kids her age right now kind of dressing like that. It's the fashion. Billie it's Eilish, the baggy, baggy clothes. Yeah. It was, it was our fashion back in the nineties too, like the little shirts and big ass pants, right? Yep. Well, they, she pairs her clothes like she wears her brother's clothes, which is funny. She likes to go through his closet, not her closet. So she'll wear his big, cause they're bigger on her. So she'll wear his pants and his shirt and his <laughs> stuff. But then she goes to school and she gets picked on, and she comes home and she tells me about it. How these girls are telling her. You know, about my clothes, they're always looking at me and telling me things. And I said, well, you know, go go put on a dress, go wear some pink. And she looks at me like I'm crazy, and she's like, no, why would I do that? I said, look, it, people are going to talk about you either way. Right. Either you're going yeah. to talk about you because you're in a pink dress, or they're going to talk about you because you're wearing uh, big, big baggy black clothes. So what would make you happier? 
being in those clothes, I'm being in those clothes. And she tells me, well, the way I dress now. And I said, okay, then fuck those kids. Yeah. You know? And I think, yeah, I think that's the the main thing is that the, they, for them to be able to know that they can come and talk to you and tell you how they're feeling. Like, oh, I feel fucked up because people are making fun of me. And then you can kind of reason with her and, and like exactly what you said. If that's all we can kind of do. Yeah. Well, you know, unless it, unless it's like really severe bullying and stuff, then it's a different story. But, right. you know, like it's kind of normal too. it's like kind of normal. Bullied. It's not acceptable. Mm. But there's you know, there's a there's a line. There's I think there's a fine line. Um, I agree. I think every kid gets bullied one way or another. I know I, I got bullied. I got bullied for being flat chested in like sixth grade. I was like, what are you in sixth grade 11? I got bullied because I was flat chested in sixth grade, but in seventh grade, I wasn't. <laughs> and then they started saying I was stuffing my bra <laughs> and all kinds. Of, and so then I got bullied for having boobs. So it's like you can't win. And yeah, and then I started getting like, um, not assaulted, but like um, harassed, sexually harassed. Oh my God. Yeah, like, be- Jesus. Yeah, guys were. By guys? Yes. You know, because they notice they're teen. They're it's not, again. I'm not like brushing it under the table, but they noticed. They noticed when you didn't have boobs, and they sure as heck noticed when you did have boobs. And then that's all I was known for was having boobs. Aww. So then, so then that got in my head, right? And so then I was. Oh, I'm sorry, because I still crack jokes about. Oh your no, big me boobs. too. I crack jokes. <laughs> I jokes. I crack, uh, I crack jokes about my boobs too. You know. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 part of me. So you, you took them for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I hey, well, I'm you got kidding. the ass. I do got a big butt. <laughs> so I got it up here. She got it back there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But no, it, it is it is <clears throat> it is difficult. Um, my daughter. I have two daughters. One of them is well she she's a dancer and when she was in dance um she went through a growth a growth spurt kind of like me she was very very like thin you know and like she looked like all her little dancer friends and then over summer puberty happened and then she came back and she got it from her mama I guess and Mm. she was a little bit bustier a little bit more filled out and her friends were still very dancer-esque bodies Mm-hmm. And so she started feeling very seen mm-hmm. and she started to not dance how I know she could dance because she was trying to hide because she didn't feel like she fit in with them. Did they ever tell her anything? There was a couple of teachers who who did um, say very negative things. They would have this in ballet. They would have like... Um, the ballet bars and they would put one of the teachers would put them and then that makes me so mad and you'd have to like fit through them um one time they were filming like a promo video for the studio and they had all the girls take their shirts off and like have like their like a sports bra type of shirt Mm. and then they pulled her out of that promo video Hmm. yeah and it was and she came in the car and she was crying and i didn't pick her up my husband picked her up she was upset. It, yeah. it affected her. Um, so, it, and especially in that world, mm. um, a lot of a lot of girls get um, 
what's the bo- what's the body dysmorphia? Oh yeah, big time. Some girls, you know, they they become bulimic or anemic or not anemic. Anorexic. <laughs> well, it could become anemic. Yes, sorry, um, anorexic or bulimic, <laughs> um, and they get body dysmorphia. You know, and that's it's triggered by by that. But um, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot and of then, pressure. And then to have someone that you think was like your safe space or whatever. Yes, and that was like a family to her. It still is. It still is like a family, but mm. to have certain teachers i mean you're already feeling different because you know because you notice the difference because you notice the difference and then when you realize other people are noticing the difference too it it validates your insecurity well there's a perfect example of an agreement that she had made of about of herself and then to have it validated by words yep and she bought it but I'm glad it, she didn't let it stop her from continuing in dance because now she's, what is she doing? She's she's a dance major. And, and, and what school is she going to right now for that? Uh, Cal State Long Beach. Yep. So I'm happy. I might go sharks. I think they're sharks. I don't know. I have no idea. I hope they're sharks. Go, go sharks. Go Cal State Long Beach. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> um, But good for her for not acquiescing to defeat yeah, and she was on the verge. She was on I the verge. Uh, they uh, they actually had to like ha- call a meeting and talk to her, and they had all the instructors talk to her. Um, oh wow! In a positive way, like saying, you know, you're an amazing dancer. Like we're we're noticing that you're pulling away. Like, and they were like, in a, they were encouraging her to um, find her, find herself, find her movements with her new body. Wow. Yeah. So that, that was that was a, very that's nice. That's a great example also of like what positive words can do. I want to say too when um I started this sort of mm, like this spiritual journey of healing and things and opening myself up to um healing, really, right? For the, the lack of a better word. Um one of the things that they I've encouraged myself to do is to give myself words of affirmation. Like I know a long time ago, I played a song for you called um, "Pretty Girl Magic," mm-hmm. and that song actually, and it's by a lady named Scorpio Moon, I believe her name. I'll find out for sure. But that that song is something I used to listen to several times a day and every morning, and I would sing it to myself because I did not feel mm. very um, positive. No, I didn't feel good. I did not feel positive about myself. Um, and I'm not, you know, it it just, some of the words in the songs just like, you know, hit, they were affirmations and part, part of sometimes you healing yourself is to tell yourself positive affirmations. I am worthy. I am pretty. I am. Yes, I am this. It is, um, just to confirm it is, uh, the title is pretty girl magic by moonlight Scorpio. Oh, what did I say? Scorpio moon? Well, you know, that was close. You're Thanks. closer than, yeah. <laughs> closer than not. Moonlight Scorpio, thank you for making that song. That yeah. song has pulled me uh, through some things and helped me, instead of um, giving myself the affirmations of a negative side, helped me change my mindset and to tell my, talk to myself in my head differently. Right. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you say it enough, you do start to believe it. And yeah. it's, it's a lot easier to 
for for I don't I don't know the reason, but it's a lot easier to believe the bad shit than it is to believe the good shit about us. Yeah, isn't that weird? And I don't know I, what that's about. I don't know what that's about. I don't know the psychology behind that. Me either. I never explored it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I'd rather just. I maybe it'd better be a good thing to look at why, but it's probably better to just. Uh, no, it's always better to figure out why. Why is a never-ending question, right? Yeah, but at, at the very least, doing the positive affirmations to get out of that cycle of negativity. You know, mm-hmm. I am worthy. I am a smart. I am good with money. You know what I mean? Like, we got to say the shit that we want to believe to, you I, know. I do pay my bills on time. I do pay my <laughs> bills on time. I am going to be healthy and be in shape. I am good. You know what I mean? Whatever whatever it is. Um, so that, that, okay, so part of, part of the agreement here is about impeccability, which... Um, can you look up the definition of that for me? And I'm just going to quote what the book says here. And it says, now, let us see what the word impeccability means. Impeccability means without sin. Impeccable comes from the Latin peccatus, which means sin, which in Spanish is um, pecado. I believe it is the word pecado. Um, the im in impeccable means without. So impeccable means without sin. So a sin in in the text of in the context of this agreement is um, anything that you do which goes against yourself. So what is the word um, impeccable? What's the definition? The quality of being without an error or fault. So, so to be in, impeccable with your word is to not have any faults in your words. So honestly, it goes back to just being really mindful of. What we say before we say it. I, and I was talking to you earlier about um, uh, President Barack Obama. I remember seeing him on TV and someone had asked him, how come we asked you this question and you didn't come and give us an answer? And I, I, I'm not going to quote word for word what he said, but he basically said, because I want to think about what I say before I say it. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do, especially when you're the president. You would think. You know. I mean that's 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 something we should all be doing. How many how many arguments could have saved you? I'll speak from my own <laughs> from my own experience. How many um how many you know how many fights I could have avoided if I had to just shut up? <laughs> right. And and not to say like don't stand up for yourself. That's not what she's saying. She's saying like sometimes we fly off at the handle, shoot at the hip. What is it called? Shoot, shoot off at the shoot, hip. Shoot from shoot the from hip. hip. Um, or just go for the jugular. Yeah. Sometimes we say things because, again, we're letting our emotions control our words. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to hurt somebody. Yeah. Because why? Well, because we're hurt. Because, yeah. you know. And that's and it's horrible for me to admit to, but I have said things just specifically to hurt people. Yeah. And I think I'm, we all have. I think you're yeah. a liar if, if you See, haven't. And I'm not, because I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm perfect, like I do this. No, this is something to attain and work for. And so I'm trying to become more, I've tried, and I am daily trying to become more impeccable with my word. If I say I'm going to do something, that's because I intend on doing it. 
I try not to say things out loud unless I have a hundred percent intention on fulfilling what I say. Um, and I don't want to say like to someone that I hate them, because like I don't want to put that much effort towards anybody. But if I say I love you, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, I think I said one time I could tell if I tell you fuck you or I love you that. Believe me, I mean it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't say that to everybody. But if I say it to you, regardless of which one it is. That's exactly what I mean. It's, yeah, it's the <laughs> truth. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Be impeccable with your words as much as you can. Yeah. So, have you, since you've read that part, have you been trying to be more mindful? Did it affect your um daily life i guess um i i i think i have already been trying especially i'm talking like i'm talking about my like marriage specifically mm-hmm. i'm trying to be um more thoughtful with what i say like not letting anger or frustration um <laughs> bless you bless you <laughs> somebody sneezed it wasn't us um yeah, in my marriage I'm definitely trying to be more thoughtful with my words. That's great cuz that's the one relationship you're the deepest in. But yeah. Go, but continue exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know and and I want to be happy and I in I want my husband to be happy and I want us to be happy together and mm-hmm. so you know um not saying things just cuz I'm frustrated and like kind of like what can I what how can I word this to not start a fight? <laughs> you know? I don't think there's something. anything wrong with that. Yeah. So you are being more mindful. I am being more mindful. But you were doing it before the book came. I've been trying for years to do that. And sometimes it sometimes it works and sometimes, it, you know, you sometimes my that? emotions do get the I mean, better of us. we're only human. Yeah. It's going to happen. And I, I want to say since, uh, since me and my kid's dad separated, I've... Not, I wouldn't even say right then because it took me a minute to kind of get over some phases, you know. And, right. Um, I lost my dad in my marriage at the same time, so it was very overwhelming for me. But I did not want to stay in that mindset. Right. So I have been trying since then to be more, because I, I had read this book. I read this book, like I said, maybe like 15, 20, 15 years ago, more than that even. I read this book, um, and I kind of go back to it. It's still stuck in my mind because there's only four. Right. Um, but I think even I, just being impeccable with your word, it, it's, it always comes back to me to, to say, okay, if you, if you say it, that's what's going to happen. Or if you say it, you should mean it. So be careful what flies out your, you know, through your lips. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be careful with that because it carries a lot of weight. Know what the fuck you're saying before you say it. So, yeah. And I think um, that kind of goes into, like, our reactions, too. Um, when people who maybe don't know about being impeccable with their word and how we are going to take it. And that's going to, um, I think... Something we can bring up next week when we go into the second agreement is um, not to take anything personally. And so we'll talk about that more, I think, um, on their next episode. Yeah, that's the juicy one. Yeah. 
That's the... <laughs> How do we receive what other people are saying? Yeah, right? Because yeah. if this... If if take being impeccable with your word is the toughest one, the second one is right along there with it. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Especially when you're wounded yourself. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, this was this was really enlightening. So I'm glad that I'm. Um, thank you for thank you again for getting me the book. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, you're welcome. And I encourage everybody who listens to go get your own copy. I'm sure they have it on Amazon. Um, I just downloaded the PDF onto my phone too, again, because I know I have this somewhere. I don't know where it is. I got this at uh, Five Below for five bucks. Yeah. And once again, it's called um, The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom, A Toltec Wisdom Book. And the author is Don Miguel Ruiz. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, please like, share, comment, tell your friends about us if this is something you think that they would like to listen to. Uh, we appreciate er- each and every one of you. Absolutely. Thank you. Right, bye, bye. Cousin. Bye, cousin. Bye.